Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. glad you can share your time with us on this special weekend. We have a very special guest today. Laura Eisenhower is with us, and we're going to be talking about unlocking human potential and addressing things like what is our junk DNA and what does it really mean, what is global alchemy, and what does it indicate, and how do we navigate these challenging times from a place of empowerment. What is this ascension window period we're in, and what it what does it mean in terms of our own awakening and remembrance of who we truly are and what we are capable of creating? Laura has, is, a, is a global alchemist, researcher, and medical and intuitive astrologist. She is an internationally acclaimed speaker who has presented her work worldwide, and she is considered by many to be one of North America's leading researchers on health, exopolitics, alchemy, metaphysics, and galactic history. She works to free us from the 3D holographic time loop, false archonic systems, and military-industrial complex, and exposes hidden agendas so we can take our power back. Feeling a calling regarding her message since she was a child, she's gained incredible insight through her wilderness adventures, psychic development, and has been connecting major dots about how to guide us into higher Earth energies. She has a deep understanding of Gaia, Sophia, and our divine blueprint and how they connect to the Venus transits, Earth grids, global alchemy, DNA, and ET races. Her passion is to inspire unity consciousness and bring us back to the zero-point unified field, the totality of our divine powers, the who and what that we really actually are. And you can find her at www.cosmicgaia.com. Org. So, that said, welcome to the show, Laura. So glad you could give us some time. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I get, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask anybody who's been in this field for most of their life. What was the turning point for you? What was the point where you realized that there was a spiritual calling that, that really was beyond all of the other callings you had in your life? What was it that, that shifted you and your direction to go 
and become all of the wonderful things you actually are? Well, I mean, it was a series of different turning events. Uh, there was always that deeper knowingness since I was a child. Um, lots of strong communication with just, I guess, my higher mind or just, just, uh, just so much more than just, I don't know. I, I just felt like I was going on like deep, deep journeys and really processing a lot on a very deep level. Um, just things about Mother Earth, uh, who we truly are and what we're made of, and just I was almost being prepared for this ascension window period growing up. And so I always felt uh, kind of alone in my thoughts. I couldn't really communicate them. It didn't make sense to people. And so I just pursued sort of this alternative education. I didn't do very well in school, but I, I would just pursue my own subjects. And I guess, um, yeah, it started to just really build and create uh, sort of the person I am today as far as my research is concerned. Um, there's many kind of facets, though, to the kind of work I have been doing uh, because of what I've been exposed to and just being in the Eisenhower family. So I've been connecting dots between just a lot of the spiritual and the more soulful journeying and recognition of my deeper calling and just how that links to Eisenhower and the things that were held in secrecy during his administration and how that fits in and ties into a much, much larger picture. So I delved into, like, galactic history and then learned astrology along the way and different things, and then I realized, you know, I can actually do something with this. Maybe I should write books and I can, you know, do readings and... <laughs> And I, and I just really want to just live my passion, and I want to do this in my life. And so I just created a website, and, uh, and it just ended up traveling around and then being on social media, you know. And so some people invited me to do interviews, and then it sort of took off from there. Um, and, and, and that kind of launched it in 2010 when people started to be interested in my story and my research and everything like that. Well, it's it's it's... I am finding that most people who flow into this field, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but it, but it is, it is a subtopic. It's there constantly from, from when we're very, very young, and then we get to the point where it's, it's a choice of, you know, do I take on this mantle, so to speak, a spiritual mantle, or do I go the traditional ways? And most of us, you know, have chosen to to try to do the two together and then found that, that it's the spiritual that has a greater calling. And, and I don't think any of us um, have, have gathered the information we've gathered because it's going to look good for a resume. Um, but, but your resume is phenomenal. But, <clears throat> but, but it, it's sort of like there's a calling and you, and you research it until you can apply it to everything. And then there's a greater calling and you go to another direction. And so everything that you've, you know, you've, dabbled in and touched into builds into a, a tremendous background for 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 being very appropriate to the times that we're in right now because these are challenging times these are times when people are not only uh taking a look at their physical reality but their spiritual reality as well and you have a lot of material that that helps people to make that link and and apply the spiritual to their physical reality and and I think it's it's profound that that you are I, I'm not going to say you're peaking because I don't think you're peaking yet but you're still 
you're at a point in time where you, you have all of these different modalities you can apply to understanding what's going on within the spirit, within the transition, within the human spirit, within our, our connection to the cosmic energies and the other species that are out there. So um, I think that, that you know, you have, without meaning to, equipped yourself to be a person of, of great insight and wisdom for the times that we're living in now. Um, certainly writing a book would be a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm Have working you not- on it. I published it uh, already, but there's, yeah. But I think by the end of the year it might be out. So, so, so you know, you, you talk about, um, you talk about, global alchemy and and a lot of people probably understand what what alchemy is but not what global alchemy is you want to give us a kind of explanation of what that is yeah it's just kind of a term i came up with uh i'm I'm all about you know soul alchemy our capacity to turn the lead of our human experience into gold you know the whole concept of transformation you know death rebirth alchemy and transformation is all connected with uh you know kind of going into the dark night of the soul and when we do that on a soul level, we can emerge completely transformed and just just like how the phoenix rises from the ashes and a butterfly emerges from a cocoon, uh, we can absolutely be transformed and, and go from one sort of form to another while still maintaining sort of that organic flow. You know, it's just a part of our greater development. So if we're in this human realm and we're not using the fullness of our DNA and we're not activated as far as our galactic chakras is concerned or we're just sort of locked in the personality matrix or sort of in sort of the social engineering and sort of indoctrination agendas, then we're not really living in an authentic way. So so on a personal level, to me, the micro is representative of what's happening on the macro level, especially in this last year um, with the conjunctions of Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter we're going through this plutonic sort of dark night of the soul as a humanity, and we can emerge as a humanity, maybe not everybody who's just not ready, um, but we're able to, like, emerge into higher Earth energies and more advanced versions of ourselves. Um, and, and that has to do with switching on the things that have been dormant and, and expanding our consciousness into the multidimensional um, because we have been sort of restoring the tree of life, metaphorically speaking, and how that connects with our DNA. We're going from the tree of knowledge and duality to the tree of life, where we're grounded and rooted, but we have like an integration and a wholeness to us, and we are able to branch out and receive the light of spirit that nourishes our roots. You know, and just how that all works, I mean, that's kind of the template of us as humans. So to me, you know, alchemy is shifting the lead of this human experience into uh, gold on a collective level. And so that's why I use that word, because I want to be of service in that way to inspire people to know that no matter how bleak it might seem, um, there's a process that we can undertake and go through to expand into higher dimensional frequencies to then anchor and ground those energies to shift physical matter into a higher vibration and a better and greater form that is sustainable for health and well-being and the development of our greater spiritual abilities. Absolutely. And I think the one thing that, that so many people either forget or haven't acknowledged yet is that, that we're we're here as a spirit on a human journey, not the other way around. And that that this is a moment in, in time, in evolution, in growth, but it's not the be-all, end-all. And that, that the 
the human experience means that we we have to experience lots of different things. As a spirit, we don't have the ability to have the physical reality to experience through. So we're here to experience things that that can be difficult, that can be challenging, that can be uplifting, and and bringing the spiritual energy more into the physical reality is is a way of lifting the frequency of of taking ourselves into another realm and we are cre- we create our our reality by our perception of it so that we have a tremendous amount of power available to us that we haven't actually been utilizing and and so this time especially this per- time period where where the downloads from the universe are so profound we can take that energy in, we can incorporate it into ourselves, and we can use it to help raise our frequencies so that, that we can change our realities. We have, we have the ability to recreate, you know, the garden here. We, we have the ability to do so much good and positive in the world or take the energy and take it in another direction. It's, we have free will. So we can choose to, to not acknowledge it, to acknowledge it and use it to the positive or acknowledge it and use it to the other to the negative. So there's a lot of internal stuff happening within everybody with this this ascension process that we're going through. And it's it's very clear. You can see the energy in people shifting and changing and being confused quite often and if you step back and just watch people, you can see that energetic at work within their auric field. Right, absolutely. So it's, it is it is definitely um, one of those those time frames that that light energy people are here to help be examples and and speak their speak their minds and their spirits and you know if if their words fall on infertile ground their actions may not so that in in one way or another people who are light energy are helping other people to see there's another way and there's a new direction and and it's very exciting. I, I find it very exciting. Um, not watching the news, but 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 watching humanity go through this 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 shift that it's going through. Um, and you use the term matrix um, someplace that I I read or I or, or whatever. And and I think what what humanity is going through is very it, it's a reflection of that series, the Matrix series, that was, you know, on uh, that the, the were movies so long ago. We are in a Matrix, and we are in an illusion. And helping people to see what that illusion is is a very important thing. And I, I do believe that that's what you're doing with everything that you you have online here that that you're you're working on. It's it's it it appears that that's exactly what you're doing and. Um, you know, you you are linking like-minded people together, and you're putting their concepts out there, which is a, a wonderful way to seed reality, so that people can get that information and pull from it and understand the growth that is going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like reminders because sometimes it's easy to forget, and you know, adversity tends to help us to evolve, and you know, being pushed to the edge. Uh, sometimes forces us to face our fears. And if we can face those fears, we can unlock our greater potential. But if we allow the fears to control us, you know, we can be disempowered and give that power away. And uh, and we keep manifesting these patterns 
uh, in order to finally create that breakthrough. And once we create that breakthrough, we're, we're connected to a much different energetic. We, we experience more synchronicities. We find soulmates and soul family. Um, we live on a much deeper level. Um, we might start really caring about our physical health more, taking better care of ourselves, uh, noticing just the intricacy and beautiful things that are in nature. And we're not so much in the consumerism, materialist uh, kind of existence. We're just really feeling into the planetary consciousness and, 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 and things that are just like the true essence of, of just being a human. And I'm not saying the matrix is all bad at all. Um, but if we don't, if we don't know how to exist sort of on the other side of it, then it can be uh, very vampiric and, and consume a person. It can consume a person. Well, and so we're all, you know, we're all through, through adversity. That's kind of what gets our attention so that we can, we can grow. So, well, I think too that that this is a time frame where there is a greater consciousness within humanity, especially in the United States, um, about UFOs, about the fact that that there there are um, entities that that you know corporate entities that have become egregores that have a life of their own that that are manipulating us as as a species that i mean i i think humanity is beginning to see some of the manipulation that has been going on for generations and um you know they call them conspiracy theories but they're not theories there there's an actuality behind so much of them and there is a a feeling that that humanity is coming to a point where they're beginning to understand that much has been hidden from them and therefore, you know, there's going to be an uprising of consciousness for sure, if not other kinds of uprisings that are are going to be coming along. Because there is a galactic history here that that humanity hasn't, the United States especially, has not been privy to. Yes, totally. You know, understanding that a lot of world events and world wars and a lot of things in our history, um, there's, there's, there's something kind of making th- that happen behind the scenes that are, you know, even operating both sides. Um, or, you know, I mean, the whole concept of psychological operations and false flags is a real thing. And so we have to be able to look through or see through some of the falsities to see what's on the other side of it and what's kind of pulling the strings or creating sort of the theater, which isn't, you know, actors... Sometimes it is, but, you know, people are getting hurt, and there is suffering, um, but, but it's what they, their explanation of it and what's in our history books isn't exactly accurate, and, and it's to steer the narrative and to you know, indoctrinate people to not get the full story, and they've been trying to rewrite human history for thousands of years um, so that, you know, and, and, and the loss of our galactic memories and the fact that we can't really recall past lives very easily makes it really, really difficult uh, and so it takes a lot of inner work to really hold the truth frequency to be able to see the lies and distortions from, you know, the truth. Yeah, and, and, and I think we, well, yeah, and and so often it's it's like it's like peeling an onion, you know, what you re, you remove a layer and then there's something else there, and then you remove another layer and then there's something else there. Um, I think that that it. The, the people, at least in the United States, have been so trusting that they haven't fact-checked, they haven't looked into, they haven't researched a lot of things that have happened in our history, especially in the last um, 
Oh, gosh. Well, since World War II. I mean, it goes beyond that, but if you just go back to World War II, um, for some reason there there has been um, cover-ups. There have been things hidden from us. Um, UFOs, they're just now releasing some information on them, but in the 60s, a UFO landed on my campus. I saw it. I, it when oh it God. took off, it went... It went right over my dorm, I, and and I say often, it's you know those those who know me have heard it. I've said this frequently. If it had had a VIN number, I could have read it. And when when it's when it when it rose up and then swooped, it it, it felt like it it hung there over, <clears throat> excuse me, over the dorm for just nanoseconds. And then it was gone, and there was no displacement, there was no sound, there was no nothing. And some people, you know, it was a big dorm. Uh, Some people saw it. People standing right next to me saw it, were frightened by it, were terrified by it. I thought, this is wonderful, this is something else, and, you know, I want to learn more, I want to go. And and, um, so, so... you know, for for the last 40, 50, gosh, 60 years, people have teased me about it. But it's one of the um, it's one of the authenticated sightings that the U.S. government admits to being an authentic UFO. Uh, J. Allen Hynek was out there and you know said it was swamp gas, but it wasn't. And trust me, that wasn't swamp gas. But there was a total block out of of information. None of the newspapers around there said anything about it. It was it was hidden from everybody for decades. So, um, you know, when you when you have an experience like that and you know something for, for sure is there, the fact that the government denies it or doesn't even talk about it is a little frightening and upsetting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing uh, because it's so obvious. And they act sort of like, I don't know, like they're trying to make contact or, or, or they're trying to – they're almost like they're playing dumb, but there's so much hidden information and documents and whistleblowers, witnesses and experiencers and contactees and um, millions of people and, and undeniable sightings. And then we're sitting here waiting for disclosure. We're waiting for the government to give us more information when, I mean, the people have really uh, taken a step um, and, and revealed the truth. And we're, what, we're waiting for the governments to validate it or, or tell us the real deal story? And more than likely it won't be uh, the, the, the real picture because they're connected more to um, perhaps a, a darker agenda. It depends. So we want the right leaders who are connected with the more benevolent groups that have interacted than the ones that are deep state that are very much connected to uh, the more malevolent uh, ETs. Uh-huh. So it's got your reverse engineered crafts. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much there. And we have to be very careful when there is any level of disclosure. Uh, we have to be careful who we're hearing it because, they, I mean, there's still a possibility they might use the blue beam technologies to create just fake holographic UFOs and fake alien invasion type scenarios. Some people say, oh, no, that's not going to happen. But with the COVID and all the crazy stuff that's happened in the last year, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, I I know holographically they can do tremendous things. So that I'm waiting because I'm pretty sure the next thing we're going to see is something holographic. Because um 
it 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 doesn't make sense. I I mean they did they did establish a space fleet, supposedly you know the government did, but but the secret space program has been out there for decades. So I don't know how they're going to combine the two, but I would assume that at some point in time that's that's the that was the the uh, the point of doing it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So well, it seems, uh, yeah, seems I would. Uh huh. Well, do you think that 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 was the intent of the of the government that you know they would establish it and then they would combine the two and it would be kind of an easy transition? Wait, but do you, uh, as far as secret space program? Yeah, I mean, I, I, my thought was when they when they when they made when they um, created the space program as one of our branches of service. My thought was that that at some point in time they would then merge that space program into the secret space program. Yeah, at well, least that's what it. I'm not quite sure how that's all going to work. You mean like space force and like the more? Um, I mean. There's supposedly 10 secret space programs, some darker than others, some in service to self, you know, kind of like dark fleet sort of uh, like the lunar bases and things on Mars related to Nazis and, you know, darker agendas. Um, And there's whistleblowers like Tony Rodriguez that were a part of that um, and used on operations. And I just interviewed somebody named Rebecca Rose who was used in operations uh, as an asset to go to war with more benevolent ETs, and she's trying to recover from that trauma, and just like because she didn't want to um, get involved with any of that, but you know they target you as a child, and they my lab you, and they put you in these projects and programs, and um, but then there's like Solar Warden, and and they're supposed to sort of be kind of helping humanity uh, and protect us from outside influences that might not be uh, in our best interest, but. Who even knows? Who even knows? I mean, because um, they seem to be linked up. It seems like a lot of these people are almost traded between these different space programs. They might have been in a more negative one and then maybe moved into a more positive one. I mean, the complexity of it is so mind-blowing to me. It's really hard to wrap one's head around. But I do think that there is one, perhaps Solar Ward, and that is more merged with the ground-level kind of space programs that we're discussing maybe more out in the open, where it's not so secretive and that there'll be more links to bring what was secret into more awareness. Um, but I think there'll still be a lot of hidden operations going on um, until we sort of move ourselves out of the danger zone of how these negative and more malevolent groups are wanting to interact. We have to break free and know what's going on so that we don't have sort of a, a link to them. Um, we we, we kind of have to overcome it through this, you know, process of awakening and uh, and and getting a full picture of like our deeper galactic history and how they kind of keep us close to them um, through dark technologies, implants, um, abductions, uh, and all these you know different tactics they use here on Earth, like the chemtrails and all these ways to kind of keep us sort of dumbed down and. Uh, sort of addicted to the matrix where we offer up our louche without realizing it and they're just harvesting and siphoning our life force for their own means because uh, it's vampiric. They're, you know, they're disconnected from source and so they they are kind of looking for us to give them a link to life 
uh, and a life cycle. So we have to recognize this so that we can unplug wherever we're connected into it unconsciously or consciously um, so that they're not going to want to bother with us anymore because they're not getting enough uh, from us. We've evolved. Well, if you if you look at if you look you know through through antiquity and archaeology and everything there 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 have been uh, ETs have been here um, since since the beginning of time maybe even before then and and genetically we have been manipulated to a certain degree so that probably everybody on the planet has some DNA that has some sort of um, extraterrestrial flavor to it so to speak and so my thought actually um i i i i have a feeling that when you know 20 year 10 10 years ago or so when um ancestry.com got going and 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 the 23 and me's you know so you know give us your give us your dna and we'll tell you who you're related to I, I felt strongly that those were programs that were looking for certain DNA combinations in order to target them for some sort of either experimentation or, or indicating that they were um, of a certain type. And with the COVID, with a lot of the testing, they were doing cheek swabs, and that was gathering more DNA. So my feeling is that they are, they are searching for people with certain DNA, and, and I'm not sure exactly why. Yeah. Yeah, and we definitely do have uh, ET genetics. I mean, 12-strand DNA and beyond is a very, very advanced embodied being. You know, the Lyrans in, in our deeper galactic history, um, you know, were able to hold that template, and we, we used to be those. Um, we've been cut off from the rest of ourselves. There have been seals and fences put in our DNA, and our fire codes, you know, the DNA uh, codes got scrambled, and, and they call it junk DNA, but they actually hold higher harmonic universes that actually connect us with our galactic origins and um, other, you know, ET groups. And it's not that these darker malevolent groups don't have a connection with us, but we have to overcome it by kind of um, overcoming it within ourselves because it really uh-huh. just wants to keep us in the mind control and, and in the program um, because that way it can have access to what we can't access because we've forgotten so it has access to things that we don't have access to because we're sort of in this trance or state of amnesia, not realizing how much we're being sort of, you know, played with and how much the timelines are, you know, being manipulated to serve their agenda and not human sovereignty and the true spiritual um, development that is available for us to explore and be on the greater organic ascension timeline, which can't be destroyed, but we can only, you know, really be distracted away from it. So, but, you know, people who have, you know, stronger links to the reptilian energies, you know, that definitely shows up in blood type and DNA sequences and, you know, different things maybe connected to family line or bloodline. And so, yeah, I would imagine that they're, you know, taking samples or tests, uh, maybe, you know, wanting to see who the star seeds are, maybe wipe them out. But the thing is you can't destroy uh, that. Maybe they just, um, I don't know. They just want get, to get as much information as possible to perhaps, Use 5G in a certain way to target, you know, particular, you know, groups or soul groups or whatever. So, um, but the thing is, we don't need to fear death at all. And whatever happens, we're going to continue to exist in in some way or another. But that's oh, that's, absolutely. I mean, it's just crazy when we see, you know, the swabbing and 
the constant testing. And it's just like this is so – there's something so much bigger going on behind the scenes that most people can't even comprehend. But you, you know, and I are aware. It's just hard to really nail it down and put our finger on it. But You know, I have always thought that, that we carry in our DNA our own, our, <clears throat> our own hall of records. So that so that you know we've got it here. It's available to us. It's a matter of you know going through that inner portal to get there. And the ego always seems to be the stumbling block. You know you know you can't do this. Sure I can. You know and it, it's it's sort of like um, going within and looking for that link to the higher consciousness, the source, and and being connected on a on a higher frequency level. And it, it's you, you know, you look at people, and and they they are so so many of them are so rooted to the physical reality that that they don't even realize that there is a spiritual a greater spiritual reality that they have available to them. With my gosh, you know, distant viewing and and out of body experience and you know the whole thing. And it, it's to me, it, it's sort of like this is a time where people are recognizing that they have this inner power and that they are able to control their reality to a far greater extent. And it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, a ripple can become a tidal wave if you have enough ripples that, that go into it. And, you know, one voice can create a change. Ultimately, sometimes it takes a lot longer, but, but we do have the power. We are not powerless. We are powerful. And when everybody realizes that, you know, we, we've got something to, to work with. Oh, totally. Yeah, and that's why they use mind control, because the mind's a computer. If they can program the mind, then the mind programs the creative energy to conduct its life in a, 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 a certain way um, that might have nothing to do with the, the truth of uh, who that person really is. Uh, and until we explore who we are on a soul level and a spiritual level and, and we go a lot deeper... Um, we're just going to be a product of what society wants us to be or we'll fall into the pit of divide and conquer and all these different tactics to pit us against each other so that we don't create the unity that we need to create. That can actually be the override frequency to everything that's really messed up in the world. And um, so once we discover it, it's a whole other thing. Um, But people don't realize that their creative channels are being infected by the propaganda and narratives that, you know, they're very much a part of the co-creation of, a reality we don't need to be co-creating. We can do much better. So when we step into that greater potential, our creative energy is aligned with greater dreams and visions and and just, and we're connecting with like-minded people who, you know, feel that too. I mean, there's no greater power than that once that connection is made. And then there's, you know, trust and faith and taking action to really bring it into the physical plane. Um, it's such a stronger and truer vibration than, um you know, just staying plugged into whatever the news is telling us or whatever, you know, we should be fearing. There's nothing to fear about viruses or anything like that. Um, the body, you know, gets stronger in the face of challenge, just like we, we do just in life. Um, and there's ways to advance ourselves in the face of things that um, people are fearing. And and sometimes we have to move through that uncomfortable passage to, to gain greater strength because we're kind of challenged to be sort of spiritual athletes, to overcome these obstacles and, and be stronger for it. Uh, 
And that's how we build, you know, greater immune, immunity. So in these challenges, we could be recovering our treasures and our lost DNA and, and switching on those dormant strands. But people are deciding, no, I'm just going to take the jab and I'm going to just do what my government tells me. And, and that's, that's where they are on a soul level, and that's fine. But this is a time where this is pushing us to the edge, I feel, to reclaim our treasures and to reclaim the fullness of all that we are and that this is um, a challenge set up for that from the higher perspective, but from the lower perspective, it is another level of how to enslave humans. So we have to make a choice here. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I thought when they when they started in with the isolate and quarantine and everything, I, all I could think of is they are, they are not allowing us to gather together so that group energy can do something. And the isolation was so obvious that, you know, don't let them gather together in groups. Don't let them get together in groups larger than two or three or even, even that much. You know, keep them separate so they can't get together and support each other in the growth that, that, that is necessary for this time frame. I think at this point in time, people are, are starting to gather again. They're starting to say, wait a minute. <laughs> Come on. And, and, and keeping our children out of school, oh, my goodness, um, but frankly, schools aren't teaching children anything anyhow. So you know, I, I don't think that was a great loss. But, um, but, but you know, it, it's sort of like they they kept us apart for a reason, and it wasn't because of our health. It had to do with not wanting us to get together, compare notes, and grow together. Because isolating us, I think, in the long run, will have brought us all together to a far greater degree than than we might have had before. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I'm not saying people take, you know, it's just we start to prioritize things and not take things for granted and really, you know, really begin to, you know, put our heads together and work together and, 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 and see the contrast in what we're up against in order to be of service to those that are very lost and having a hard time um, uh-huh. to lend some, you know, kind of support uh, as much as possible. I know a lot of people are frustrated and they're really tired of it and, um, but I, I feel that the greater disclosure that's coming has to do with benevolent ETs, more advanced technologies that will help us to reverse this energy signature of whatever mark of the beast, whatever um, uh, whatever that is <laughs> that that is pulling people more into. You know, I I, I just feel like we're going to be able to lift this away and and turn around any kind of damage that the vaccine could cause. I, I really, I feel that because of this ascension window period. Um, oh, okay. Another reason I, I talk about global alchemy is because of the element ether. The sun started to move through the 13th sign of Theokis in 2010, and it's an a astrological sign that's ruled by the ether. Um, the inverted pentagram, which is symbolic in like Satanism of, you know, just yeah. has, has lots of inversion of the ether and sort of the reversals and the, the dark mother reversals and just not having access to the ether energy as a humanity for thousands of years. And in 2010, the reason why this is such a prophesized window period called Ascension is because when the 13th sign, uh, the sun started to move through the 13th sign again, um, that really activated the mother energy, the 13-dimensional uh, monadic cord, which is in the center of the planet, in the sun. Um, and... I go into that in great depth in my uh, presentations, but basically it's creating corrections um, to this inverted, you know, pentagram. And this hasn't happened 
in our like this is a new thing. This is why this is called an ascension window period, a stellar activation cycle. And if one looks at the orbit of Venus, it forms a perfect pentagram in the sky. And I believe that that is the correction, the heart of the mother, the love nature of humans is creating the corrections because it draws a perfect pentagram, the orbit. And I feel that it's reversed the pentagram to turn it upright again, where the circulation with ether is coming in and it's, it's purifying the contaminated elements, earth, air, fire, water, that the other points of the star represent. And so when we see the planet and, you know, polluted waters and our skies are sprayed and, and just the degradation of the environment, extinction of animals and just, you know, and, and just how we've just been unwell as a humanity, lots of diseases and injustice. I feel that this correction is happening on a cosmic and earthly level that we can stand uh-huh. in alignment to and, and, and actually shift with it. Um, and that's the alchemy part that is happening on a cosmic and uh, global level. And I've been studying this in planetary grid network systems and how, you know, the Venus transit sort of work and how that corresponds with uh, also the nucleic acids of our DNA being elemental and the mitochondrial DNA representing uh, the fifth element in ether, that, that literally on a cosmic and earthly level, we are able, if we can be in alignment and stay true to ourselves and true to these energies, um, go through an unbelievable shift, not just through our own efforts, but because it's happening uh, at this particular stage in our human evolution. Well, and I think most people can feel the pull. Um, certainly, lots of people are finding they are, they're having um, buzzing or ringing in their ears where they never had before. That's an energetic pull. Uh, lots of people are finding shifts and changes within their physical reality that that they they aren't sure what to attribute it to. But you know, sometimes you know. The older we get, sometimes you say, well, this is age. But no, it's not that. There is a vibrational change that is taking place in everyone's body. And if you're, if you're sensitive, if you're intuitive, you are feeling it. You are, you are feeling the shift and change that is going on. And it opens you to greater creativity, greater insight, greater wisdom, greater, greater ability to work with your own personal energy within yourself and within your reality so that so that there's lots of such cool stuff going on. Um, unfortunately, it's also happening right now. Uh, the, the veils um, between the, the um, this and the other side are thinning. So, so there are people that are passing over to a greater extent, you know, to a great n- greater number than normally. But there, there are two times during the year where that veil does thin, and and one of them is this period of time we're in right now. The other is between November and January. Um, where the veil does thin and there's a greater preponderance of people passing over and crossing over. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just it's a time where, where we are letting go of a lot of our preconceived notions as to our reality and our destiny and our pathway and, and how, how we have control over it if we only take control. And I, that's that's the one thing that I am seeing that I am so impressed with. There are people who are finally taking control of things that are happening within their lives, understanding that the the, the difficulties that may be coming their way are are merely lessons to to ascend over. They, it isn't meant as punishment; it's meant as a challenge to their creativity. And and when you have those challenges and you understand that that's what it's for, it becomes an exciting adventure to to figure out how to get over through and around what is in your way and sometimes it's a brick wall and sometimes you're going the wrong direction and that's what the brick wall is for but 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 
lessons that come your way are, are things that your spirit needs in order to experience the growth, in order to raise your consciousness. It's an important part of life. Yes, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, isn't that how we build muscle? I mean, it's it, it, it's just, or, or and if we don't exercise, you know, our muscles atrophy. If we don't exercise, um, our willpower and and in alignment with integrity and good virtues and principles in the face of challenge, then we're not really getting any exercise. We become lazy, and then we, you know, people get consumed by the television or movies or. You know, they're just kind of living in this partial existence, and when the challenges come, they continue to give their power away, or they go on pharmaceuticals, or they have the psychiatrist try and solve it, or they, you know, they don't go on that greater, deeper, you know, quest for, um, you know, spiritual strength and wisdom in the face of it. And and when we accept that challenge, to me, that's when we really wake up. The lights come on. We realize how powerful we are. We're able to manifest miracles, and unbelievable things, you know, begin to take place. And we attract ourselves to, you know, even in, uh, information that helps us to see uh, through the veil or beyond the veil or whatever. And, and we're, we're, we're in a completely different experience than, um, wow, okay, I feel a challenge. I'm, I'm going to go to my doctor and he'll prescribe me something for my anxiety. It's like, no, what is the anxiety? <laughs> you know, get to know your anxiety. It has a message for you. Why do we want to drug, you know, these important signals? Um, you know, even pain, you know, like, why is that pain there? Why is depression there? Why is anger there? Let's look at that. That's, that's an opportunity because your body's trying to tell you something and that's an opportunity to get closer to yourself. But this society encourages us to get further away from ourselves to have somebody else tell us what it is and to give us something for it. And it's unbelievable. Well, that's, you know, that's why psychics do so well, because, you know, most people, would rather go to have somebody tell them what's wrong and and the the reality is if somebody tells you what's wrong that's interesting but you haven't figured it out for yourself so you're not going to accept it and act on it and that's you know and and listen for a long time I did psychic readings and I realized that that basically it was creating codependent people who always came to me for with a question rather than figuring out themselves so that's why I stopped um and it, it's it's just sort of like you know you can go into yourself you you know I can help I can help people find the tools to do it themselves but to give them an answer doesn't doesn't serve their purpose any they have to find it themselves um and and I know that <clears throat> that you know there's a there's a lot going on here as far as people growing and people experiencing shifts and, and new directions. And to me, that's very exciting. I just, um, I certainly hope that, that more and more people begin to take control of their own realities. And, and one of the things that that I tell people to keep track of, because it's how, how their spirit communicates with them, are the synchronicities that happen in their lives. And, and yes. If you, if you have a lot of synchronicities going on, you're on the right track. Um, and understanding what they relate to, and, and you know, analyzing them to a direct to a point is is fine and fine and appropriate. But the more you acknowledge the synchronicities, the more they increase in, in intensity and and value in your life. And and that's that's how spirit lets you know something is going on. And um, 
That's why I tell people to journal it, because if you journal it, you're engraving it into reality, and therefore you're saying to the universe, I got it. <laughs> you know, I, I saw it. I, I know that, that, you know, this is a sign. And, you know, we get signs every day. We, we, our spirit talks to us constantly in, in, waking, in waking moments through synchronicities and, and things that happen that way. But in dream state and in daydream state, we're, we are constantly getting messages from spirit is paying attention to them that is the important thing. Oh, totally. And, 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 and it's a relationship. So we build a better, stronger bond when we allow this communication and we cultivate it and we – um, and we engage in it, it just gets better and stronger. It's sort of like, uh, uh, just like any relationship or friendship or marriage or, you know, soulmate connection. It's like, you know, you, you, you spend quality time together. You get, to, you know, you listen to one another. You exchange, you know, it's like we give back to the earth as well and the earth gives to us. And the more we sharpen our skills to, you know, listen, then our intuition is building like a muscle and not just atrophying. Uh, because we're not paying attention to what our inner self is telling us. And that's what's going to help us to get through these times because the stronger our intuition is and the more connected we are with spirit, the more we can have that communication. We'll be, we're protected. We're in the right place at the right time. Um, and, it's, and it's because, you know, it, it, that relationship and that bond is solid instead of it being distracted away and, and linked to, um, you know, what the outer authorities are telling us, you know, go off into this camp or, you know, go, go do this. Or um, it's like it, it, it cuts off our communication and, and we don't have to okay. cut that off. It, it, it would never abandon us, but if we're not listening and we're turning ourselves in a different direction, we're very vulnerable to uh, just things that aren't so great for us. Um, but that's also, part of the wake-up call is sometimes it has to get really bad for people before they start to see um, there is another way. And, and you know, light workers are going to hold that space and be a resource for that remembrance for those that might not be ready yet and that are uh-huh. – because everybody's going to make it there, I feel. Well, I think, I think the other thing, you know, it's, it's – in, in talking, you know, we make it sound so serious and so – Intense, and it is all that, but but it is also a joyful celebration of light. And I think that that having these connections and finding these connections, um, it, it it triggers a sense of joy and and light and laughter within you that is profound. It it gives you a sense of of um, knowing there is change and love and light and wisdom out there it's a knowingness that that enables you to utilize your creativity in a joyful way so that there is a celebratory aspect of your life no matter how difficult things are there there is always laughter and light and if you have those two things if you have creativity light and laughter you can get through anything absolutely and i've seen that work miracles in my life when I just had a shift of perspective like that everything drastically changed and it's like a completely different experience I mean you can have two people in the same situation experiencing it completely differently Um, one might be just full of laughter and light like you said and joy and somebody else just 
I don't know, might feel like a victim and just in a, you know, really, you know, kind of dark space. And it's just kind of like you can almost see how it attracts, like, entities and parasitic things. And uh, and it just, and it's not good for the health. I mean, because it's not it's not just blind optimism. It's really what our bodies are capable of holding because it maintains health and well-being. Um, it's, uh-huh. it's, and and I, I feel like the root of all disease, which most would agree, is, you know, blocked energy, um, unreleased creativity, you know, stuck creativity, passions and dreams, you know, maybe internalized or never expressed. Uh, uh-huh. Due to fear, uh-huh. or whatever, what fear of what other people might think, and our body doesn't like that, so it, it it falls into unwellness. But when we're just living, you know, in a sovereign way, and we're just in a vibration of love, and we release ourselves from caring what other people think, and we're just being true to ourselves, we're dancing with life, we're dancing like nobody's looking, but at the same time, we're inviting everybody to dance with us. <laughs> exactly, and you know, it's, it's my my favorite story about something like this is. Um, Forty years ago, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, and they told me it was so serious that that it was going to be terminal for me. <clears throat> and at the time, I was a single parent, and that that one would have thought I would have been terrified by it. And I looked at the doctor, and I said, I don't have time to die. I have too much to do. And he said, mm. are you hearing me? And I said, I'm hearing you. Are you hearing me? I don't have time to die. This will not happen. And and I do not and and it didn't. I mean, I have no sign of it. You can't tell that I was diagnosed with it that long ago. Um, and it was a you know I just knew in my soul that I don't have time for this garbage. You know I you know I, it may be confining me to the house for a while, but I'll use that time and I'll do something constructive with it. But dying? No, I don't have time for that. And. They thought I was crazy, but obviously, well, if I was, then I still am. But, you know, it, it's a matter of a belief system, of, of a knowing that, that, you know, something is right no matter what people are saying to you. And, um, you know, if it was a game, I won, you know, to this point anyhow. Um, someday I'll die of something, but I don't have time to do it right now. Right. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you feel the same way, you know. Well, it's kind of like that Frost poem, Miles to Go Before I Sleep. Wow, I got miles to go, and so do you, and and so does any light worker here. I mean, it, it's a matter of, you know, we're here for a reason. We're not here for short term. We're here for long term, and it's it's to 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 prove people wrong in in some ways, and to prove people right in other ways. But but I think that that working with the light and and it's the joy and laughter that is for me the the big key being creative being joyful helps you to get through anything and you can't fake it it has to be genuine and um if you if you genuinely have that feeling inside of you you can work miracles you know i can i can walk on water but it has to be frozen um so you know maybe maybe the time will come where it doesn't be but but right now, the only way I walk on water is if it's frozen. Ha <laughs> uh, But but it is you know this is a time of 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 magic, and 
yes, it's a time of transition. Yes, it's a time of people realizing stuff and maybe being a little scared, but it's also a time of magic. And if you look upon it as magic, it, for me, is, is easier for some people to understand. You know, this is, this is your soul waking up and being able to manifest within your reality to a greater degree than it ever has before. I mean, we used to be burned at the stake. Now no more. Now we have podcasts. So um, <laughs> I, I think I probably have been burned at the stake at least once. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's a war on consciousness. So now it's just the, the weapon is um, fake news, uh, social engineering, indoctrination, and this slow sort of grooming process to get people to agree to things that um, are kind of leading them into a, a trap that they will be able to uh-huh. get out of, but uh-huh. it might take a while because uh, some of the choices people are making are going to have ramifications for a bit, not necessarily going to react in the same way for everybody. I, I think it really depends on the person um, and their consciousness or whatever. But uh, uh, what was I going to say? Well, the cool um, thing is we always have free will. And, and no yep. matter how far down that, that dark corridor you go, you can always turn around and come back and go the other direction. Yep. Totally. Which is totally. which is the coolest part. Um, I, I just noticed that, that, that we're, we're coming to the end of our hour, and I know that you've got lots of other stuff that you want to do, and I, I would love to have you come back another time and spend a little bit longer on going into some of this stuff if you if you would be interested in it. Yes, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I just um, and also, you know, I, I feel like we can enlighten AI somehow because we, yeah. we can't deal with a world without technology. And even benevolent ETs work with AI to a certain degree. I feel like we're going to de-weaponize the weapons, and it's going to change the whole nature of what's going on on a larger scale with humanity and how maybe the jabs connect with the five G. I think we're going to be able to get a grip on these darker technologies and de-weaponize them and actually uh, be able to produce like sound healing frequencies or some kind of like really benevolent frequency that will help the masses to recover and heal. I, I like, I, I feel something like that is in the works or is going to be installed or um, maybe after the dark agendas kind of exhaust themselves, it'll create more room for it to really, you know, show up somehow. But I definitely feel incredibly positive. I know that, um yeah we we have the ability Well you know to... they use they use solfeggio music all over the place and and if you if you are you familiar with that solfeggio music yeah. Mhm um so so if you if you if you research it and if you go into the different frequencies that that will enhance either intuition or healing or whatever they work and they work beautifully um I found that in the casinos, I lived in Connecticut for a while, and in the casinos they were using that frequency to dull people down so that they would stay at the slot machines and they would just constantly be putting money. It was almost hypnotic. It drove me crazy. It gave me an incredible headache the one time I visited, and I noticed that both casinos that were in Connecticut were using a harmonic to keep people pacified. So you can turn around and you can use that frequency finding the right frequency for you um that that will that will help you to intensify your intuition and your healing aspects and i mean it's 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 really it's amazing material to look into and utilize 
Oh, very cool. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's an amazing way to really, you know, kind of turn everything around. You know, even if we have been breathing in these nanites and this and that, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, sound healing and, and frequency, like, and these higher level technologies, there's going to be healing centers all over the world. And, and I don't quite see a bifurcation. I see a split, but I see a bridge between the two things that are splitting, and I still see them connected, but, but not uh-huh. so mert. So it's like it's kind of like splitting, but there's a bridge between the two. Um, I don't think it's like just as cut and dry as, okay, we're, we're going here and you're going there and we're not going to see you anymore. I, feel, I still feel like I'm going to stay in service to humanity myself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I looked upon myself as you, you know, you you every now and then somebody says, well, what are you? And there's a label you try to put on yourself to explain what you do to other people. And for the longest time, it was a psychic, and then it was a spiritual empath. I call myself a bridge walker now, so that oh, yeah. I kind of walk. I walk between the two the two dimensions, the two levels, and. And I walk the bridge, and I try to stay in the middle as best I can. But every now and then I sway towards one side or the other. But but I feel like a bridge walker. I feel that, that you know, I can go both ways. And yet being in the middle keeps me in a place where I am drawing from both sides to enhance my reality even better. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Well, it's been wonderful to talk to you. It, it yeah. has been a delight, and, and I would love to do this again. And um, I will keep in touch with you. You keep in touch with me. And um, we'll see if we can't change the world. Ah. And, and, af- and after that, the cosmos. Right. Well, <laughs> totally are. And it's great to just be aligned with you, and I just loved everything you shared. So thank you again for having me. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Do check us out out on YouTube and on Rumble. And uh, we will be back next Monday and Tuesday, as as usual. This has been a busy week, but it's been a great week. Uh, and, and as you go into the YouTube channel, if you like what you see, please make sure that you subscribe. That way we know you're listening and that we are putting out there the material that you like. Good night now. <laughs>